The establishment can be defeated by us, one local election at a time. This is the Federal Chronicles radio show for March 12th, 2021. In this Fedora Chronicles radio show short, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Fisk, discuss a local small-town election that proves voters can take on the system and win. Normal, insane, everyday people can run for office to defeat incumbents. Jay and I also compare and contrast this with an article from The Hill. Bipartisan bill would ban lawmakers from buying and selling stocks. As a side note, this episode might also serve as the first episode of an offshoot of the Fedora Chronicles radio show called The Monadnock Report, which you can already find as a Facebook group. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. reasons why I started the Fedora Chronicles is because I wanted people like us to have a place to talk about anything and everything, obviously within reason. And almost nothing is out of, uh, is out of bounds. But pretty much, if you are a weird person who is into the kind of stuff that we are into, Right. The Fedora Chronicles is your platform. And the other thing that is included in that is talking about empowering our listeners and our readers in making the world a better place and getting involved in your local issues, your local politics or whatever. Right. As I mentioned in an earlier show, and, the re- and there's a reason why I brought this up, because it directly affects the Fedora Chronicles. Somebody okay. wanted to take um, a parcel of land that's at the, literally at the bottom of the hill where I, li- where I live, literally across the street from the church at the bottom of the hill where Carol and I used to go to. Mm-hmm. And somebody wanted to build a factory there and a huge factory and after talking to some of the other people who were on the inside their goal and their plan is to slowly turn this road middle Winchenden road where we're located mm-hmm. into a light industrial corridor o- over the next couple of years meaning that they would they would either take the land by eminent domain. Which we've seen happen in recent years in Connecticut and various other right, places. Right. Because the thing is, is that um, we're at the corner of 202 and 119 that are, quote, major highways, unquote, for this region. This is like this is like a little town. This is kind of like if they wanted to do a reboot of Newhart and, and make it like a multi-camera um, live action uh, TV show. This is this is where they would film it. This is where they would yeah. film the reboot of New Heart. Yeah, for, go ahead. For those who don't know, that hill that you live on, I mean, they want to turn it into a light industrial road. Right. Light industrial roads generally don't have the type of inclines that you have on your road that right. you live on. Right. Nor do they have the almost hairpin turns that are on your road in some areas. Right. So 
it seems like an inane desire from the get-go to me. Somebody it just doesn't yeah. seem to make any sense. Somebody has a hard on for turning this town upside down and turning it into something that it's not. Keeping right. in, keeping in mind that the major quote highway unquote it's it's just a two lane it's a two lane road that's been right. widened has been widened to accommodate um the 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 grocery stores and the Walmart we don't have a lot here and that's the way people like it people move well that and you don't have access to any major highways I mean not, the one highway you're talking about is a state road it's a state it's road not a it's not even a highway it's it's not a state highway. It's a state road. It's a state road. It's a so it makes no sense. It's not like you're in a key location that's close to various shipping things. Right. It does not make any sense. Right. And there are developers who are licking their chops be, because we have a lot of undeveloped land here. And there are a lot of forests and there are a lot of wide open fields that used to be farmland. And this is the place where you move if you want to escape suburbia. Right. Okay. People, this is also, and I joke when I say this, when people ask me, like, where is Ringe? And I tell them, <laughs> this is exactly where the U.S. Marshals would put you if you were in the witness protection program. I mean, you're not wrong. It's a perfect little New England town. It's got all enough bigger businesses like Walmart that they can get you hired somewhere real easy. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I could totally see that being like, you probably have like 17 gangsters living in your town. Former, former know, all on yeah. witness protection. It's it, you look at some people and, and they're kind of like, well, how did you get here? Oh, 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 witness protection. Yeah. Me too. That kind of thing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> kind of like that old Steve Martin movie. Uh, the, uh, my blue my heaven. My blue heaven. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly. Or the or, Tony. What are you doing here? <laughs> exactly. Or like at the end of Goodfellas, right? Where Henry Hill is put in this like little suburbia, um, this li- this little McMansion surrounded right. by, and so somebody had came up with this, and this is this is a perfect example of the slippery slope. On the planning board, there were um, real estate agents and developers. Huge conflict of interest. A, or, or at least the illusion, the optics were bad, that there was conflict of interest where you have real estate agents and developers on the planning board and board of selectmen. Yeah. And they put forth... Two issues on the ballot. Eight and nine were about rezoning certain parcels of land to make it easier for this developer to put a factory literally at the end of my road. And this and is the fact that, you know, the people on the planning board were had ties to real estate and development. Really, no one needs to pay attention to that. Right. That's just incidental. One of the one of the women who was on the planning board and is a board on the board of selectmen until this week. Um, she is actually a real estate agent. She doesn't have connections to real estate. She is in real estate. 
And okay, so you said until this week. Well, so the thing is, is that Mary Beth Quill, who is just like a stay, I guess she's a stay-at-home mom with a couple of kids. They just bought a house here, and she is our David, who went up against Goliath. And I will say that TD Bank North named her Citizen of the Year, which I don't understand. How is that possible? How could she have been voted Citizen of the Year for Ringe, New Hampshire or the or the region if she's a very unlikable person? Yeah. She said some very disparaging remarks to me at the last planning board meeting that I went to when I explained to everybody that this is the beginning of the end. You put a factory in the middle of a residential neighborhood. You are going to destroy that residential neighborhood. And you know, and it seems so obvious. It seems so obvious because it's like if you give a, the mouse a cookie, what happens when you give a mouse a cookie, Jay? Well, they're they're going to come back for more. They're going to want either either going to want more cookies or that mouse is going to want a glass of milk. Right. And then and then it just it's it kind of like snowballs. Like, you know, the thing is, is like you, you you have a cookie and you have a glass of milk and then you finish the cookie. But you look at the glass of milk and you're kind of like, I could really go for another cookie because I still have milk. Right. Right. So it's like you get some, you, you, you get some more cookies. And you, so you, and then you look at. Wait a minute. I have these cookies, but I don't have any milk. So you pour some more milk. That's that's basically. And, and next thing you know, it's like you you've eaten the whole jar or the whole thing of oreo cookies and you've drank all the milk and and um now you're fat dumb and happy and you're and you're you're ready to slip into an insulin coma because that's what happens and and i had said to our neighbors and um they passed along the episode that you and i recorded together where i made the case this this is what's going to happen yep when you win and here's the other thing they wouldn't even tell us the name of the corporation that wanted to put up the factory. Now, I know, we all know, that it was Traven developers who were going to build the factory, but from who? They kept it a secret. Now, if it was such a great thing, they would have said, I'm just going to use Ramjack Incorporated because that's what that's, that's the favorite example of an out-of-control corporation. My, my my three half-brothers used to talk about all the time. Ramjack Corporation wants to put up a factory. Ramjack Corporation, wow, they're terrific. They pay their people really great wages. There's all these benefits. You don't have to work long hours. They have this beautiful six-hour work week. It's, it's a great company to work for. I'm excited to have Ramjack Incorporated move into our town. Let's get this done. No, they kept it a secret. And one of the things whenever they keep it a secret is really kind of your cue that there's something not on the up and up. Right. Well, um, you're more of an expert of, of this than I am. Name a corporation that makes BDSM material paraphernalia. <laughs> which, I actually can't. I can, let me I can do a quick Google search. Uh, you, yeah. Um, oh, Adam and Eve. OK. Imagine if Adam and Eve wanted to put up a factory at the bottom of the hill where they make whips and chains and ball gags and 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 latex outfits and and um 
just uh, just the the yeah. craziest things that you could possibly imagine that that you would find in any average adult bookstore you'd want to keep that a secret right you wouldn't want people to know that they're putting up a bdsm paraphernalia factory in the middle yeah. of um a neighborhood filled with um bible believing christians would you well it just seems counterproductive it seems counterproductive or just, yeah or 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 even or even worse that crazy guy with the fedora and the goatee won a couple of million dollars and he wants to put up a giant media building where you're going to have um, news trucks coming and going all the time. You're going to have reporters floating around. You're going to have crazy people who are like into paranormal investigation. He's going to put this, his corporate headquarters at the bottom of the hill here. And we're going to keep it a secret because we don't want the neighbors to know that they're going to be weird people doing paranormal investigations all over. You wouldn't want that to, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want that to be public. Would you want to keep that a secret? Because <clears throat> when they keep, when they keep it a secret, that's when you know it's it's bad news. Oh yeah. If it was, and it, that's that's the whole that's the whole point, right? Right. If they're not going to tell you what company is moving in, well, this is the developer. Yeah, but the developer's not going to build a giant building, spend all of this money greasing all of the palms of the people that are in the planning board, and not have it already sold. They're not going. No developer is going to do that because no. that's gambling, and they don't do that. That's how they make their millions. And here's the other thing. The people on the planning board got angry with people like me, especially me, because I asked in public, who is building this factory? I'm not talking about the developer. We all know who the developer is. Who wants to put up this factory? By merely asking the question, I was vilified. And for that, I called everybody that I knew and I talked to everybody and I said, vote no on article issues eight and nine for this very reason. Because somebody who does not want to be named, they do not want it public, wants to put up a factory. Yeah. It could, for all you know, it, it, it could be an experimental nuclear reactor. It could right. be, it could be, um, a medium security prison. It could be. It could be a halfway house. It could be absolutely anything. We know it's quote a factory, light industrial, medical supplies or whatever. But 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 really, if it was if it was a company with a good reputation, a reputable company, they would have made it well known who this per who who these people are. Well, and that's exactly because they would be proud to be sponsoring that. Absolutely. The fact that they're not willing to say, and medical products can cover a wide range of things. Sure. It could be pharmaceuticals, which could be horrible for the environment if they're if they're not following the regulations right. and standards for disposing of some of the byproducts, right? Yeah. It could be something similar to the Wuhan Institute. Ex oh, exactly. Right? So, why, again, the point is, why don't they want the public to know? Oh, it's a developer. Okay, who's developers representing? Exactly. Who they already made a promise to and made some sort of deal with. That's what you want to know. And if they're not willing to share that information, 
there's a reason why they're not willing to share it. And it's not a good thing. So we all got together and one of my neighbors had a whole bunch of signs printed up. We put them all over the neighborhood. We wrote letters to the newspaper. I used this podcast to talk to people about this, to tell people why, and we defeated it overwhelmingly. Oh, that's awesome. That is good news, man. That's awesome. And um, probably one of the most disliked select men or select woman or select person was voted out of office because of her angry, condescending, mean-spirited attitude and the way that she talked down to people who asked her a serious question. Now, is was this done in a special election? Because aren't elections normally hold in November? Uh, the town uh, does their, um, when they talk, when, when they vote on the vo- budget, they, they do it this time of year. It, okay. it's, 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 not, it's not a special election. I wish it was. Okay. I, I, w- I wish it was. It th- would have been a much, broad, a much stronger statement if it had been. But I, I think the other point that I want to make, and this is twofold, obviously I've already said that when, when people get together, when citizens get together on a united front in a common cause that's just, you can get anything done. You can stop large corporations from raping your neighborhood. Yeah. And that is the promise of America. And that's the promise of America. And the other thing is, is that you can defeat incumbents. If an incumbent is worthy of being removed from office and you can band together behind somebody whose cause is also just and who isn't a jerk and isn't condescending and mean-spirited you can take down incumbents there is hope there's a little bit of hope seeing what happened tuesday night and reading the election results come in oh that must have felt good it gives me a little bit of hope that we can turn the rest of the country around little by little if we unite in a united front right and therein is the challenge right because it's not impossible to unite people together under a single um, motivation or a single banner even. What's difficult is to do that on a large enough scale. So it's certainly possible like in a town like Ringe, for you to beat the big guy right. by talking to your neighbors and banding together, which is why the local elections are so much more important than the national ones. It's easy to get, say, oh, I don't know, there's what, 30,000 people in Ringe? There's probably anywhere between five and 7,000 people who live here in Ringe, New Hampshire. Okay, but but still, if you're even at 200,000, right, it's a lot easier to get 100,000 people to agree on something than it is to get out of the 340 million people in the United States to get 170 million people to agree on something and not just one thing one cause but also they would have to agree on the means of getting that done so it's yeah local elections are where your real your vote really counts the most and all those people who keep decrying like well we need to have more third-party candidates well yeah get them to run in the local in the local elections you get them on the local elections, then you get them on the state elections, and then you get them on the federal elections. There's going to be no 
change worth having that's done overnight. Look at what happened when Ross Perot tried running. Yeah. I don't even know what – he made up a party. He was just rich enough. He just fucking made up a party, right? And what happened? Nothing. That party no longer exists because it was a party of Ross Perot. So if you have a third party that you think has a shot at it, vote them in locally. Find the local people who are willing to run or step up and run because you have to start. That is what a true grassroots movement is. That's how you have to get things done. Yeah. And you guys just proved it in Wrench. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. So that's that's the most exciting thing that I think that I have heard in, in recent memory. And being a part of that really makes me proud. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I did it by myself, not by a long shot. I was well, no, but that makes it even more that that kind of ups the ante that that makes it even better is that you did it as part of a team of people who let's face it you probably otherwise would not have joined together for any single cause right that is fantastic it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome yeah. I'm pretty proud of all of us too and you should be yeah. Way to go, Ringe, New Hampshire. Way to go. Sticking it to the man. Well, not really the man. Just the people who are trying to behave like the privileged elites. They are not. Right. And I do think that we need to do more to remove any sort of conflict of interests that may be going on in our local governments. Right. Um, just the illusion or the potential for, for a conflict of interest to occur. We should do everything we should to just... Prevent that from happening in the future. Yeah. I To avoid the appearance of impropriety. Exactly. Remember that phrase? We used to hear that a lot when we were kids growing up. Avoid right. the appearance of impropriety. You have politicians that would do things. Remember when judges used to actually recuse themselves from cases because they knew one of the plaintiffs or defendants or whoever? And they would say, I know this person, so I'm going to recuse myself because... To avoid the appearance of impropriety, I wouldn't want anyone to think justice was not served because of my personal relationship with this person. We don't hear that anymore. Right. No one recuses themselves. No. No one steps down voluntarily. You know, I mean, you could even look at Richard Nixon, right? He stepped down voluntarily from president of the United States because of what it would do to the nation, in his opinion. Now, you could argue that he really didn't do it for that reason. He did it for other reasons. But still, the fact is he fucking did it. He stood down when he could have fought it tooth and nail. Do you honestly think anyone in politics, in modern politics, hell, Trump lost the election. Yes, there's a lot of questions to be asked about it. And yes, our election system needs to be overhauled, but not just because of Trump, because of the past 30 fucking years of improprieties in elections that have only gotten more and more and more prominent, right? Trump didn't go quietly into that good night. No. He's still not going to go quietly into that good night. He has too monumental an ego. Right. Joe fucking Biden, our current president of the United States, should have not been a candidate to begin with because of his problematic history with women, right? Yep. But no, he did not go quietly into that good night either. People, and, and this is a really kind of old-fashioned con concept, but people don't have a sense of serving the greater good yeah, and and trying to do something for the good of someone else 
you know, and part of that is because it's easy to appeal to someone's ego, right? We're all human, right? It makes you feel good when your wife says, you look really nice tonight, honey, or thank right. you so much for doing the dishes. You know, it makes you feel good when you get a compliment. And when you've got a bunch of people schmoozing you because they think you'll be easy for them to manipulate once they get you to do what they want, it's that's a hard thing to, first of all, recognize that it's happening. And then second of all, to step away from. Yeah. yeah. Here's an article that I had sent you at the beginning of this month. And this was on The Hill. Bipartisan bill would ban lawmakers from buying, selling stocks. And this is from Sullivan Lane, March 3rd, 2021. A, bar, a bipartisan group of more than a dozen lawmakers on Wednesday introduced a bill banning members of Congress and senior staff from buying and selling stocks, most bonds and option contracts. Called the Ban Conflicted Trading Act, the measure intended to prevent lawmakers and high-level staffers from enriching themselves through trades based on potentially market-moving information. Lawmakers and senior staffers are already banned from making investment decisions based on non-public data obtained through their positions by the Stock Act, a law signed by former President Obama. The practice of insider trading is also illegal under several federal security laws. The new measure, right. however, intends to hold lawmakers to higher standards to prevent top congressional officials from making money off of their positions, even if the moves may not be considered insider trading. Basically, what, so, this, what this bill is to make sure that people like Nancy Pelosi doesn't continue to make more money off of their positions in well, office. I mean, that's all well and good, but does it prohibit their spouses in any that way, too. shape, or form? That too. It does? I believe. I, well, I believe that that's what this... Because that's how Nancy Pelosi's been operating for years. And sure. I find it difficult to believe that this Congress, and I'm not saying because it's Democrat-controlled, I'm saying this Congress because it's the same Congress we had last year, and the year before, and right. the year before, and the year before. So... Why the hell are they passing this now? Is it supposed to be some sort of feel-good measure where they're like, look, they're being altruistic for once well, to make us feel good and appreciate them? Because well, if so, that's bullshit because they also passed H.R. 8, which is a bipartisan background checks act. Now, that's all, that all sounds well and good, but it's what it does is prevent me from selling my private property to another private citizen without having the government's hands in the mix. It's a background registration is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it says the bill was originally introduced during the previous Congress in 2019, months after former rep Chris Collins, Republican from New York, was indicted for securities frauds related to an Australian pharmaceutical company for which he served as a director. Collins pleaded guilty and began a two-year prison sentence in October 2020, but was par pardoned by Trump two months later. A this is the part that, that we also have to keep focused on. A series of highly scrutinized trades made by lawmakers in the lead-up to the coronavirus pandemic last year also drove more support for limiting how members of Congress could invest. Senator Richard Burr faced a justice Department investigation into his sales of up to 
$1.7 million in stock on February 13th while he was receiving classified briefings as chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. The department closed the probe without charging Burr. Armory Republican Senator Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue of Georgia also came under fire for selling millions of dollars in stock, much of it after Senate briefing, okay, so briefings on the pandemic. While both that, ex yeah. that explains it, because it's all Republicans that are getting in the news about it. So now they can do something without it's damaging their party and damaging their political opponents. Well, I mean, that's why they're doing something about it now. Well, if you're if you're a if you're a cynical conservative or Republican, why, yes, Jay, that it would look like that, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I'm a cynical conservative. I would say I'm a cynical bastard overall. I that mean, is true. Why limit me to just conservatism? <laughs> exactly. No, I, th I think that this is, um, the timing is, quote, perfect. Mm -hmm. But I also think that it's long overdue. Because how many times have we heard... I wonder about the strength of the teeth, though. I do, too. Because Congress is not in the habit, in at least my lifetime, of passing laws that do not benefit themselves, that restrict themselves in any way. Exactly. That is not something that Congress does. It just isn't. No. And if you think it is, it's because they're doing some sort of fucking bait and switch. And if I sound like a cynical bastard who has no trust in our politicians, it's only because I'm a cynical bastard who has no trust in our politicians. That is true. I have yet to see them actually do anything for truly altruistic reasons, even if they say it's for the good of the country. I don't believe them. They have not done anything. So you'll excuse me if when I read about this, I'm saying, okay, where's the catch? And maybe there is no catch. Maybe for once they finally did something for altruistic reasons. But it's going to take a while for me to acknowledge that or even realize that because I just have no confidence and no trust in our politicians. Absolutely. And, and why should you? Right. And it's, it's all about the bait and switch with them, right? Like I said, they've passed this thing, which is a violation of the Second Amendment. This should not pass constitutional muster, HRA, right? But no, they've passed this other bill, which makes them look like they're altruistic. So, you know, look at what the left hand's doing, not what the right hand's doing. We can't, I just, I don't, I don't trust them and I don't see how we can trust them. Because they haven't done enough to earn our trust yet. And this is, this is another fine example of why you should look at your incumbents yep. and vote them out. If and see if, who if, voted on those bills that you disagree with. If they, des if, if they deserve it. If they des if you look at your incumbents and look at their voting record, and yep. it's not that hard. Use DuckDuckGo, not Google, yep. and research your incumbents. See what the other side says about them and vote accordingly. Yeah, and you have you have to use something like DuckDuckGo. And people will, I've had people complain, well, DuckDuckGo only shows me one page. I'm like, you can hit more at the bottom and it'll continue the search discounting when it's already returned. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult. No. And first of all, and second of all, look at what Google did to Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, absolutely. We're, the reason why we have Joe Biden is because Google did not want other candidates. Yeah, no, the, and the entire- And they manipulated their algorithm on the fly, which they have previously claimed they were incapable of doing. They're, they lie to you. You cannot trust them. 
They are not worthy of our trust. Yeah. Just like with Congress. I don't trust Congress because, not because, or not just because they're politicians, but because of the very many things they've done over the decades of my life that have shown them to be untrustworthy. We've proven that you can take on the system. We've proven that you can fight the establishment and that you can use alternative media platforms to get the word out and make change happen for the better. You can put an end to this. I'm confident of that now. I wasn't so confident of this a week ago. And I was, I'm was. i happily surprised at seeing how people can band together and get this done, remove somebody from office who deserved to be removed from office. I'm actually a little surprised that the other selectmen didn't step forward and say, yeah, you really have to step down because you are obnoxious. Um, well, I'm, I'm surprised. Even, even leaving that aside, the, the appearance of impropriety. If this is the same select person who is a real estate agent. They should have not had a voice in this particular on this particular topic because of a conflict of interest. They personally stood to have gained from the results of it. Therefore, they should not have had a voice in it at as anything other than a private citizen. Yeah. They should not have been able to testify in public about it. There were more than a couple of times when there were other people on the planning board they had the appearance of a conflict of interest. And I and I and I admittedly so. Some of them did recuse themselves, especially in this one case in particular, where one of the board members did recuse himself because he was, he, was, he was representing the developer. Which, you know, good for them. I mean, could I, I love it when you can actually see people doing the right thing, especially because so often we do not. It has become a rare thing when someone steps up and does the right thing. Yeah. And I, I, I and I, and I come really and I, statement. and I do, I do appreciate what this, I do appreciate the fact that this guy did step forward and say, I have to recuse myself because of um, the illusion of, or, or the appearance of impropriety. But like I said, and I like to, I like to end this topic by saying you can fight the system. If you fight fair and fight right, and you have a united cause and a united pur purpose, you can use your resources to put an end to corruption a little bit at a time. It's not going to happen overnight, but it is going to happen if we all work together. Lasting change rarely happens quickly. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions and if it's any good we promise we will read your comment on the air support the show by contributing to our patreon page patreon.com slash fedora chronicles for a mere dollar a month you get early access to the podcast updates on what we're doing 
And for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020, all rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner-King-Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on. <laughs>